You're listening to At Home with Brave Rival. This is At Home with Brave Rival. Hello and welcome to At Home with Brave Rival. I'm Lindsay. I'm Billy. I'm Ed. I'm Donna. And I'm Chloe. If you're feeling brave, feel free to check out our music on all of our music platforms or head to our website, braverival.com. We hope you enjoyed Lindsay's live stream on Facebook a few weeks back. And if you want to find that, if you want to catch up on it, just go to Brave Rival Band on Facebook and she did an amazing set of a mix of covers and she did some of our brand new material. So if you missed it, do check it out. It's definitely worth the time. Oh, thank you very much. Um, thank you to those of you who, who were there, um, just to say that. Um, this is episode two of our brand new podcast and we'll be talking about one of our brand new songs, Life's Machine. Uh, if you missed our first week, we talked about our gig at the Harlington, then you can catch up on our first podcast. So, Life's Machine is, like I say, one of our brand new songs. It's only been aired the once, and it is one hell of a tune, I think we'd all agree. Um, and it was actually one of the songs that we all created from lockdown and um, all f separately in our own homes. And uh, if I remember rightly, I think it all started with a little riff from you, Shredwin. Uh, yes, indeed. Um, I'm assuming by this point our listeners will be able to see or hear the song in some manner. Uh, when is this going out? Monday. So, yes, yeah, so Friday just gone. Uh, we will have, have, have released this um, as a video from the Harlington, actually, which was our gig in November. Um, so this is out now if you want to check it out on uh, YouTube and Facebook and all that. Awesome. I just wanted to check that mm. because the first thing you hear in the song, um, that guitar line, is the first thing I came up with. Um, I can't really remember how it happened. I think I was messing around with uh, different guitar sounds that aren't my usual go-to. So my usual go-to is obviously the loud, distorted rock thing because most of the things we do have that kind of basic sound somewhere in them. Uh, and I was just messing around with totally different things. I ended up with this sort of uh, ambient, clean, washy kind of sound and it was noodling around with various chords and I came up with that initial guitar line that you hear. Um, I really loved it straight away. I really immediately thought it was something that I really liked. So I recorded, I think I actually recorded a whole song around it, not the song that you finally end up hearing. I wrote an entire instrumental song, which I then put up on our little Google Drive that we have. And through that first lockdown, I'd put uh, 10, some, 10, 11, 12, somewhere around that, different um, ideas that I put up there. And this was one of them. And I believe Donna took over because I think I had a, some chorus in there, which I don't think we ended up using. Uh, I think everything else came from Donna. Correct me if I'm wrong, Donna. Um, the chorus and the bridge. Yeah. Oh, and the outro. And the you? outro. Yeah. Outro, that was you. Sorry, I did take over, didn't I? <laughs> Literally. Uh, yeah, yeah, no. <laughs> so, yeah, so what you just did there was list every other section, yeah. <laughs> no, it, it was so because... So, where do they come from? It was because it was very inspiring to me. Oh, I really loved thanks. it. And I'd also been listening to a lot of Heart 
at that moment in time. Ah, uh, that explains a lot. Yeah, I love heart. We all love heart. Yeah. Oh, yes. Love heart. <laughs> love, love heart. heart. Yeah. I love, love those... heart. Oh, that's cute. <laughs> love those sweets. I want some love hearts now. Yeah. Oh, these are um, love parts. <laughs> Oh, that's a whole different podcast. Have some love parts. (laughs) How Um, big's your love part? (laughs) Oh, God. Anyway. (laughs) um, Yeah, I think the chorus was... It just seemed to happen. I was listening to it, and that's where I wanted it to go next. So I was playing some guitar. And the, the bridge is very much inspired by heart. That's that's the Is main it? part bit. Yeah. Yeah, the the outro is Mark Knopfler kind of style, I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. All my that. influences, I really did take over. Sorry, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. I, honestly, I, I wrote when I wrote what I had and I wrote it into I can't remember if it was a full song or most of a song or like a verse and a chorus. I wasn't completely convinced that I'd taken it in the best direction. I liked my original idea. I was really happy with that. But I wasn't really convinced by the chorus I'd come up with. So it was actually really cool to hear like what felt to me like a more natural progression. Like the chorus just immediately sounded like it's exactly what it should be done. It got to the point where I think when we were halfway through the chorus when I was listening to it, I knew what you were going to do next. It was just definitely (laughs) the right thing. The bridge, however completely threw me did not see that coming at mm. all that really in a good way obviously that really took me off guard i wasn't expecting it to go like that cool that's, that's, that's kind thing. of that's kind of the beauty of us as a band though isn't it i think it's it's not that you took over it's just that we all collaborate in different ways and then we end up with something that we didn't expect to go somewhere that's that's the beauty of the band i think that we're quite lucky yeah. that that yeah. you also write as well on the guitar too um, and the, and uh, obviously, because you and I, Donna, Donna and I, we write a lot outside of Brave Rival too. So quite often, Donna will go somewhere, and I'll naturally go, "Oh, I'm going to go here with a melody line." So um, yeah. it's nice that. But as I say, you might not have been inspired to write that if it hadn't been for Ed's initial yeah part of the song. Yeah, exactly. And also, you came up with the the verse first, didn't you, over Ed's original part, mm-hmm. Chloe. Yeah, and I think that was there already. So that also was, you know, gave me something to work from. Yeah, that the um, Chloe's verse actually um, wasn't what I expected either. Because I think, if I remember rightly, you didn't realise that you'd actually started singing halfway through the, the guitar phrase. <laughs> um, and it wasn't until we actually months later were able to meet up and rehearse the song that I actually told you. And like, no, I didn't realise that. But it meant that again, it went somewhere I wasn't expecting. Because I, in my head, thought the vocals were going to come in several bars later. Just it never occurred to me to do anything different. Which again kind of represents the song even more in that sense, in that it went somewhere we didn't expect, hence life mm. at the moment. Ooh, <laughs> it's gone somewhere deep, we didn't like expect. It. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> it's yeah. also classic Chloe. You like that doing things in, in yeah, coming yeah, in. You came up with something the other day place. and you were it's like... It's really good. Oh, I've come up with this new idea and... Um, you put it in the group and I was like, ooh, interesting. What's that, six, eight, seven, eight? And you were like, no idea. Don't know, just sang it, in it. I'll let everyone figure that out. I heard another song, that I, I heard another idea I'd recorded on my phone from months ago, and it, it goes from six, eight, no, something like six, eight to five, four, but it, it alternates. Nice. Six, eight, five, mm. four, six, eight, five, four. I'm like, ooh. 
but it's a bit sambery. So I don't know if it's too sambery for Brave Rival, but I'll have to show you guys, see what you think. Oh, yeah, no, I definitely need to hear that. That sounds intriguing. <laughs> I once did a, in a very, very progressive experimental project, which never gigged. It was that experimental. We messed around and then it never happened. <laughs> but I once, there was a song that had a single bar of 15, 16, which <laughs> made it ridiculous because the, 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 the pace was sort of one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, da, 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 da. but there were 15 of those. What? Oh, man, it was a mess. It, yeah, I know. I'll show you at some point. That is definitely not a brave rival thing. Anyway, <laughs> we've gone into a little bit of a tangent. So here. back to you, Donna. I think you were going to say something next. Yeah. So we all had to write. Well, yeah, we had to because we couldn't meet together. But we wrote separately. I found it quite. I found it easier writing the guitar part than I did the drum part. Um, oh, really? Yeah. Because I don't know. I just felt like I needed something to work from. Once everything was together, oh, maybe then I, I should have go at the drum part it. then. <laughs> <laughs> but, <laughs> maybe that would have been better. We should have done that. No. <laughs> no, I agree. That, was, that would have been a terrible idea. <laughs> that would have ended up in fifteen or something weird. <laughs> oh, it's like no, no. <laughs> but Billy, how did you find writing the bass part without being able to write at the same time as me? Because normally we work quite well together, don't we? Yeah. <clears throat> I found, uh, obviously, it's quite a, a delicate kind of song. Um, so, the space for the bass uh, <laughs> didn't need a lot of bass. So, it was pretty easy, really, just following just following the root notes <laughs> throughout all the verses. Um, That's actually not true. That's not true, because I was mixing the live version, which hopefully is now out yeah. on YouTube, and I was listening to your bass to try and make it sound as fat as possible and there's a lot going on there there are some nice little runs going on oh yeah in the chorus but uh yeah the verses is, is root notes anyways oh <laughs> yeah i mean but that's 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 the basis that you know that you gotta do what the song needs you know you gotta um service the song as it were and you know if uh if you've got the fiery vocals and the icy guitar i'm gonna be there in the middle you know the lukewarm water Right there in the middle, nice. <laughs> just, like, just like a fa just like a famous Spinal Tap quote there. <laughs> yeah, I like that. <laughs> but um, the the main the main thing obviously about it is uh the obviously it was written as you said during lockdowns. So there's a lot of meaning behind the song, and I'm sure uh, Chloe would love to tell us the story of uh, where the song came from for the lyrics. Yeah, yeah. Go for it, Chloe. So, because I remember you weren't you weren't entirely sold on it at first, Billy Boy. I think because cause it was our first time getting back together as a band, kind of we had a little bit of a middle time in the middle of the middle of the year in 2020, um, where we could actually play it together and try stuff out. And I remember you, Billy, you were like, "It's a bit too depressing. I don't think we should do it." <laughs> and I remember Donna going, "We're a blues band." <laughs> <laughs> but you, but you saying I, just going off of that point because I think we've all probably been there in some way. Like you saying, it was quite simple. The parts you were playing, there wasn't a lot of room for you to almost add anything extra. Um, and that is difficult, because I'm sure each of us probably do that at some point. Like, oh, but I don't really do much vocally in that song. But it doesn't mean that it's not a great song. Or, yeah. like, I don't know, Ed's like, oh, but I, I just play that riff all the way through. This, I don't really do anything interesting. But it, it um, gives, I don't know, the vocalists a chance to really go for it, or Billy to go wild on that one. So it's kind of like, especially when, when we, I guess, start choosing the songs for the studio album, it's about choosing the songs that are 
that really come to life, regardless of whether they're your favourite to play or whether they're complicated or simple or whatever that might be. Do you, do you know what I mean, guys? Yeah. Sometimes less is more. Yeah. yeah. And often I find that when you're writing them, if it is a bit where your part is, is boring for that one <laughs> song, it, when you're rehearsing or writing it, often it might feel that way but then once the song's actually complete and you're playing it as a song it doesn't feel boring anymore because it, it becomes a vital part of a powerful song so it doesn't feel boring anymore so i think often that is a, a temporary thing that you get when you're in the middle of a writing and you feel like you're just doing the same boring thing over and over again but actually it becomes integral yeah absolutely yeah so but anyway sorry th- um going back to what the song's about so um so it was during, was it the first lockdown or the second? I think it was the yep. first one. First. first. The yep. first lockdown. So I was very, very, very lucky that I moved into my first house. I'm actually a grown up with a mortgage now. <laughs> I moved into my first house in February and then obviously the lockdown happened in March. And I just started getting used to the neighbourhood. And just up the end of the road, there was a, it looks like an old lady's house. You can just tell from, you know, like the net curtains and the ornaments and the window. And you could tell it's an old lady's house. And I used to always walk past that house and the garden was always very well kept and there was a little cat that always sat in the garden. And I'd always just oh. walk past and it'd give me a smile. I don't care if that makes me sound cheesy. That's what, that is the truth. Um, so I used to walk past her every day for my daily exercise. And then I got to the point where I was like, oh, the cat's disappeared. That's strange. And then, oh, the grass has just grown, 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 grown. And it literally had looked like the house and the garden had been abandoned. And I was like, oh, God. And I think it hit me then that the old lady had probably passed away. And it, I mean, obviously, I don't know if it was to COVID. I don't know. I don't even know if she had. I don't even know if there was an old lady that lived there. But that's the story. She just didn't like gardening. (laughs) (laughs) But but that's the story that happened in my mind. And um, I've really, like, grown to love my neighbours. And I think you do you it's kind of you don't know what's happening behind closed doors you don't know how someone else is doing um and really unless you look on social media unfortunately um sometimes you don't even know how your friends are doing like like i haven't seen or been able to hug or be even two meters apart from Lindsay for i don't even know how long now so too long yeah it's like you just don't know what people are going through and that's what life's machine is kind of all about it's not just about the idea and the prospect of death and loss which obviously is a prominent feature in that song but it's also about not knowing not knowing anything and knowing that we're all we are all part of this weird machine that the government has got sole control over us now unfortunately um but not just that but just you know earth like like the environment, it's all, it's, it's got a grasp on us, you know? I don't know if I'm making sense. Yeah. You're doing, you're doing good. <laughs> Am I? Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, so that, that's what Life's Machine is about. And it's, it's it, when I wrote it, it was just like, it was a real release. And I felt like, it's probably one of the songs I'm most proud of from last year. Um, because it, it totally sums up the time. And I think everyone that has gone through life in the last few years will relate to it in some way yeah definitely I actually agree with being the most proud of that obviously I know you're talking about the lyrics largely but I'm very proud of that sort of life's machine um not just what I wrote for it which I was very proud of before you guys even heard of it I was really I really liked it but also I love that it 
it started what I thought was a great idea and it grew into an even greater song. Mm -hmm. So I'm really proud of us uh, collectively for that song. It's, I think it might be my favorite song that we're currently playing. Mm. Um, there are a few close contenders, but I think <laughs> that one is, is up there. I, I, I get a real um, feeling of emotion every time we play it. Yeah, yeah definitely. Yeah, every time. I can't, I, oh, sorry, you go. I was going to say, I can't wait to record it in the studio. Yeah, because even just in rehearsals, when we played it in a few of our live streams, just in the rehearsal, I, it took over my body. Like mm. um, this one and uh, You Break Me, that does it for me as well. I knew, I knew you were going to say yeah. Every time we play it, I'm like, oh, because okay. you can't kind of not give your everything to it because it just takes me back to that place. And also we are in that place right now, emotionally, yeah. mentally we are. So you can't help but mean what you're singing. Um, but when I wrote it, I'd naturally, for the bridge section that Donna had written, um, I'd lifted into like a... Effectively, I sang a harmony, really, for the melody line, knowing that, oh, OK, I need Lindsay to sing a nice big chesty note underneath me because I, I don't feel I'm as confident singing super chesty, like, like um, I'm shaking my heart, breaking. Naturally, I'm like, I'm going to go high. Whereas... And I'm like, that's all right. Lindsay can go break it underneath it. <laughs> I, was like, I love that and I bit thought, so much. She'll, she'll be fine with that. Sent it to her. And Lindsay was like, what have you done? Why have you written this? <laughs> you know, the thing is, we, the good thing about us as vocalists is that we, we gr gr we've got the grounding and we've got the sky. We've got the ground and the sky and all the bits in between. Oh. <laughs> and I'm the ground and you're the sky. And then when you write something. Oh, I love that. Yeah. yeah. When you write something, I get it, and I'm like, how the flipping heck do you expect me to sing that? <laughs> and then, <laughs> like, um, even though you think, oh, that's nice and low, it's not. <laughs> <laughs> it's not. But, uh, yeah, when you, when you send that over, I mean, to be fair, listeners, I, I had nothing to do with this song. <laughs> I have nothing you, to add. Did we not? That's... <laughs> Yeah. Really? No. Well, well I'm I mean, sure not, we, when not, we started jamming it, I'm sure you did. Not lyrically, but in, no. in from when I wrote it, it melodically at least, I was like, yeah. I need Lindsay for this to work. Like, so <laughs> thanks so God for that. <laughs> you are 100% part of it always. Oh, thanks. Thanks, thanks for including me, guys. <laughs> Just in case, Lindsay, you were wor wondering, you are officially important to this band, apparently. Oh, thanks, that's, what, that's what Chloe said. Nice. <laughs> it's nice to hear out loud. <laughs> but I enjoyed all of the harmonies because you, you, you basically put down a demo track um, and sent it over to everybody. And I was like, oh, yeah, OK. Number one, it's very difficult to sing, but it sounds epic, <laughs> in especially that bridge section. Um, mm. And there's like several, I mean, there's like three or four harmonies that can be put down, but obviously live, we can only do two. But that's why I'm super excited to do this one in the studio because there's going to be some amazing opportunities for harmony layering in that song, especially in the bridge and then at the end chorus. Yeah, when I'm it goes so excited. Nuts, that's going to sound so fat, PH, fat. <laughs> I think we should try and get Donna singing. Oh. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no! Oh, you could do a little top harmony. Yeah. Look, I can see that you're sweating girl. and you, you're, you're, you've, your body's gone tense, Donna. Because yeah, we're, we're doing like this by Zoom. Like, literally, she's instantly tense. Brilliant. <laughs> don't worry, we it's never make you do anything you don't want to do. Oh, yes, it's, actually, yes, we, we would. Do. <laughs> <laughs> 
it's not something I feel that I'd been naturally um I'll be okay at it but I won't be you know great at it so. You have this weird idea, Donna, that we're giving you a choice. Ah, but well, Lindsay, yeah. you, you, you just saying that we don't make Donna do anything. I remember one time we went on a girly holiday, right? Because oh. I'm sure the viewers would enjoy this, right? Oh, <laughs> I don't know nothing coming. like that. Uh -oh. right? We went, we went on a girly holiday, and we got very, very drunk, very, very drunk. Oh God, what are you going to say? I'm scared. And we were like, Donna. Right, we want you to do a really, really good drum solo. And she's like, but I haven't got my drum kit. And I was like, it's fine. She says, just use some pots or something. She was like, but there isn't anything. Well, you'd have to just do it with the air. I want you to give us the best air drum solo you could possibly do. <laughs> And, oh, and no. she was like, I really don't want to, but I really don't want to. We're like, do it. Do it, do it, do it. <laughs> and she did it. And the video is one of the funniest things. It makes me it laugh is. every Wait, time. Wait, there's I'm... a video? There is such a good video. <laughs> oh, I need to see this. Anyway. What happens in Spain stays in Spain. Yep. Yeah. No, 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 not when there's footage. <laughs> no, that's the rule. What happens in Spain stays in Spain. <laughs> well, if I fly to Spain, will you show me the video? <laughs> no. <laughs> Oh, and oh, the flip-flops. That oh, flip-flop man. Yeah, yeah that's, oh, that's another thing well. you peer pressured her into. Yeah, yeah, Got you pick on me, you two. Yeah, <laughs> no, I was your friend then. I, they all walked off when, when it, it was a massive fail. No, no fault of your own. Oh, yeah, that's there was yeah. a busker. Street, you took over a street musician's kit of tubes, which he was doing very well with flip-flops, playing with flip-flops. And we were like, our friend's a drummer, she can do that, and pushed you on there. And then they, and then they all walked off because you didn't know what you were doing. <laughs> <laughs> That's and then a true story. You, and I stayed and helped you. you I, was, I was drunk and laughing. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, getting back to the, to the uh, podcast. <laughs> no, let's talk about that some more. <laughs> I think it's just stop there. Yeah, okay, back to the yeah. back to the podcast. Um so what we're we talking about just but generally writing it and, and, and hearing it for the first time and trying our different things and stuff. But um we like I said before, the first time we ever played that in front of anyone was at the Harlington in November, uh at the at that gig. And it felt well it was a bit overwhelming that one, wasn't it, Ed? Um, yeah, it was, um, yeah, it was, it was a, a nice moment, especially given what Chloe was saying earlier about the subject of the song. And as we discussed in the last, uh, last podcast that the Harlington had a weird vibe to it just simply because we had discovered shortly before playing that it was going to be our first and last gig for quite some time, given the situation of the global pandemic. Um, so it was quite a powerful song in, in context. It was quite amazing to play. Um, and as I was saying, I, I really enjoy that one um, because of the emotion that's behind it anyway. So it was quite an overwhelming thing. Um, I'm going to take this opportunity to uh, talk about a guitar solo because, you know, I don't do that enough. Um, <laughs> I don't know why you're laughing. I'm being very serious. Oh. Um, <laughs> this, <laughs> the reason I'm mentioning it is because this is also one of my favorite solos to play because of how it feels to play live. Um, I wrote it in my bedroom. Once Donna had done her parts of the chorus, I was like, oh, I could do a solo over that. And I copied the, the, her chorus part um, to After the Bridge and um, just started noodling and came up with pretty much note for note what is the final solo within about half an hour. It just came to me. It's just one of those times when the, it just you just play the right thing. And it just is immediately, immediately right. Um, and every time we play that, I love it. Like I remember we were trying to practice one bit that came after the solo 
and Chloe or Donna kept saying, can we just go from the solo? Can we just go from the solo? I'm just there like, yep, fine by me. I love those. <laughs> so, to play, so to actually play that in front of people, because it is a very lyrical, emotional solo. It's stunning. And I know... Yeah. Thank you. That's very kind of you. I know I'm known as the Shred or Shredwin, um, and people think I play fast or like to play fast. Um, but actually, doing the lyrical stuff is even more satisfying to me. I really like really? emotional playing. It's really beautiful. Are you joking? I love yeah. it. I love it I love so it. much. It is like you're singing with your guitar. Thank you. Yeah. That is one of my faves. And it was a it was an opportunity for us to do it together as well. I mean, we had we'd we'd only really gone through it in. Uh, well, separately from home. And we'd only done it in rehearsals a few times before we actually played mm. it live, hadn't we? So yeah. that was quite special to actually be all together in a live setting to play it all together and to, to feed off each other as well. Billy, what did you think? Because like, um, like going from earlier, just from the writing process, you weren't as connected instantly with this song. How did you feel by the time we'd played it live? Like, had you connected to it? Like, because like, obviously, like, as a vocalist, um, I connect to it on an emotional level naturally anyway because of the lyrics. And obviously, so is, so is Ed because um, even just, as he said, the solo is so emotive. Like, what is it like as a bassist? Because I don't play bass. Like, did it emote <sighs> any emotions for you? Or were you just like, I'm playing the root note, I'm playing bass? <laughs> no, I mean, that's the best part about being a bass player. You get to sit back and soak up everyone else's... Uh glory moments so, yeah. so you're like the therapist you're like the band therapist <laughs> yeah and then uh, every once in a while i get a bass solo like if you let me yeah <laughs> which is usually terrible <laughs> that's what everyone's waiting for yeah but i was waiting for that bass billy, solo to drop <laughs> but billy we get some, we get a good moment in the bridge with all those hits though the, the bridge cool. the bridge is epic that is probably yeah. the hardest part of the whole song because uh uh if you if you're not paying attention enough, you, you're going to miss those hits, and uh, you can't be having that because then the whole thing just falls apart. So, <laughs> and while rehearsing, that happened regularly. Yeah, that's that is the, the that's the trickiest part of the song for sure. Because uh, oh, yeah, they are kind of weird weird hits. They're not yeah. like they're not the same every time. If you know, you know what I mean. So yeah, yeah, because I think it sounds when... so open and exposed that it sounds almost like it's simple. But sometimes mm. the more simple songs are more difficult, aren't they? Yeah. Uh, yeah, for sure. This is actually quite a dynamic change for um, for you, Donna. Um, what were your thoughts on the challenge? I loved it. And what Chloe did. what Chloe came up with for the vocally for the bridge is exactly what I wanted in my head. I could hear <laughs> it. And she sent this that part, that first note. Oh my god! I was just like, yes. Yes, yes, that yes. moment is awesome. But like, does so it, it does it stress you out though, Donna? Because you go from what are they called the soft things to the hard oh, things. Oh, mallets. Yeah. Um, no, it's all right. <laughs> <laughs> so I've got them nearby. I just kind of have to ditch them and grab the sticks. But it's okay. I like I watching that. I've, I've been putting the video together, which we put out. So, listeners, go back and have a look at that bit because it's. <laughs> I made sure the... that you're in full view for that bit. I'd have freaked out. I'd be like, "Oh God, oh God, I've got to grab my sticks in, in a split them. second." <laughs> Do you see that get a gong. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Big gong. Uh, oh my yeah, God. yeah. That is the dream, Billy. A <laughs> gong. That is the dream. I keep telling you, go get a gong. Bang a yeah, gong. Yeah, bring that to each gig. That'd be fun. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I'd like to point out that while 
in, in the gig, the only time we played it properly live and in every um, live stream that we did this song, Donna's change from mallets to hard things, Chloe, was very, very slick. However, in rehearsals, there is no footage, no evidence of this whatsoever. There were some absolutely fantastic moments when you were practicing this move because you were starting the mallets. It was all very gentle and nice and you were trying to change the sticks and you ended up dropping all four of those sticks, ah, both mallets and both sticks. Yep. Yeah. It was very, very funny. So listeners at home, it is not always as slick as it looks on stage. <laughs> I remember once you yeah. threw it and then you threw the sticks everywhere and you were like, oh, I just I just need a little table is what I need. <laughs> oh, yeah. I remember you saying that. I was like, why don't you go oh, get one now? Bless and then you. you won't have to drop stuff. You're like, no, no, I'll be fine, I'll be fine. <laughs> I actually said that out loud. I thought I said that in my head. No, we, we no, out that. loud. No, you I remember definitely that. said it out loud. Damn. <laughs> so we, I think we've all agreed this is going on the studio album, isn't it? Yep. But is there any? Are there any other parts you can hear, like other instruments and things? Oh, so many! Yeah, I can hear a lot. I'd love strings. Orchestra. I want an orchestra. Yeah. Yes, yeah. I want strings. an orchestra. We want, we want heart covering, stairway to heaven vibes. <laughs> oh yes. Oh my god. Yes, that's happening. At least a string quartet, if nothing else. <laughs> yeah. In an and Billy, world. Billy just wants a gong, right? Yeah. Uh, uh, controversial, but I, uh, I actually kind of am hearing. I don't know if it will work actually, but uh, like a <laughs> Leslie Hammond type yeah. deal. Oh yeah. In the oh intro. yeah, hundred yeah. percent. Yeah. 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 That'd be amazing. Like a swirling kind of like Zeppelin no quarter kind of vibe at the beginning. Mm. And That'd then, be cool. Yeah, and then and then the orchestra comes in and the bridge. Yeah. And then takes then takes it home, you know. Mm. Yeah. So if there's mm. any orchestras out there that want to play <laughs> on our For studio free. album, hit us up. <laughs> For free. For, for free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know, support now, live music and all that. <laughs> Nancy Wilson, if you fancy giving us a hand, then you feel free. Just let us John, John Paul <laughs> Jones, if you're out there with your <laughs> Leslie Hammond. We'll just hashtag them all. They're, they're bound to respond. <laughs> Obviously. They're, they're not doing anything. It's lockdown. Yeah. Well, yeah. that is true. <laughs> there is that. Yeah. That's, that's the nice thing about this kind of writing thing we, we obviously there's only five of us but then when we actually do it in the studio the the possibilities are endless and it's like oh what what could actually what don't we have that, that this song could benefit from that things like that yeah that's quite that's exciting theremin. yeah theremin, mm. <laughs> theremin. <laughs> no <laughs> we don't need a theremin billy we don't need a theremin we could just get you to do that <laughs> I can tell you right now that Chloe and I have no idea what that means. Is that the weird thing? That, is that the thing that you hold the hand over the keys and it makes a weird noise? That's it. Yes. Okay, fine. Yeah. Yeah. Except... It's not keys. Yeah. Oh. It's not keys yet. There are some that are on keys. It's like a whole device that's it's like a small a keyboard aerial. size. Ah, nice. With an aerial. Yeah, it's very space age, but it was made in like the 80s. It's like, it's like no. the 80s idea of what a space machine, what it a spaceship was, would look like. It was made way before the 80s, Ed. Was it? Yeah, yes. it was around in the yeah. 70s and 60s, I think. Yes. Yeah. Oh, really? Oh, the yeah, of course it was. I knew that. It. Oh, I'm being stupid. Yeah, I was about to say, the, I see it's in Pet Sounds on the Beach Boys, yeah. isn't it? I used it to is. be in an old function band and our keyboard player also played guitar. 
nice. nice. Oh, yes. And our, so basically, our guitarist, he wasn't very good. And we did Sweet Child of Mine, and he couldn't play the solo in Sweet Child of Mine. And, like, obviously, you have to have the solo in Sweet Child of Mine. You do. So the keyboard player played it on the guitar. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> it was mental. Amazing. <laughs> I've once seen someone do... Um, a cover as a YouTuber um, called Alex Goot, who did an amazing cover of uh, Living on a Prayer, Bon Jovi. Nice. Uh, and it was all, it was really well done, but it was all pretty much like a recreation of the original in a slightly more rocky style. I was like, that's cool, that's cool. And then he got to the solo and he breaks out a guitar and comes up with this amazing shredding guitar solo on a guitar. And it was the most amazing thing. So I highly recommend you look that up. <laughs> okay. You have to link us to that. <laughs> 100%. Well, it's been a joy to talk about Life's Machine this week, and I hope that you guys enjoy the video at home. You can find it on YouTube. If you want to go directly to our website, there'll also be a link there, I'm sure. Yeah. Um, and, yeah, thank you so much for listening. If you've made it through our ramblings to the end of this podcast, and well done. You've made two weeks. Um, if you'd like to catch up on any of the other podcasts, if you want to find our videos or even catch Lindsay or I doing some live streams on our Facebook page, then please do. We'd love to see your name pop up and we'd love to see your comments. And also, if you've got any questions that you'd like us to answer in upcoming podcast episodes, then just drop us a message. We'd love to answer them. So for now, we're going to say goodbye. But next Monday, we're going to be talking about our musical influences. So it's a big goodbye from me, Chloe. Goodbye from me, Donna. Goodbye from me, Lindsay. Goodbye from I... Billy. I hate being the last one after Billy. I have to follow him. <laughs> <laughs> it's goodbye from me, Shredwin. Thanks for listening. Tune in again next week.